This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Trust me, pal. You won't be the first to not win a Marconi because of me. <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I can ruin a career every minute of the day if I want to. <laughs> hey, look, man, when I wake up, all right, I set out to ruin careers. That's how Chris Carlin rolls out of bed in the morning. That and updates from my lovely wife on the Sharks winning hockey games. I'll tell you, my wife was a little annoyed yesterday. A little annoyed with you about the Sharks. She's like, why wouldn't we try to at least cash in on that? As opposed to betting against them. Like, I I tried to tell them. Her hockey team is 0-10-1. And she's upset with me for picking against them in their 12th game of the season. Uh, Upset's a strong word. Peeved, peeved, peeved might be the word. Perturbed? Uh, A bit perturbed. A bit put out, maybe. Slightly inconvenienced. (laughs) (laughs) Well, put it this way. She was clearly annoyed enough to wake me up at 5 a.m. poking me on the shoulder. By the way, the Sharks won. (laughs) Well, I'm glad everybody is having a great time at my expense on that one. Not only the financial hit, but all the laughs and the good times. And, oh, by the way, the team that blew it just so happens to have been my hockey team. Have been, meaning the past tense, the Flyers are now officially dead to me. Oh, wow. If if they make the Stanley Cup final, you'll find me firmly rooted on the other side. I tell you what, that was was an eventful Tuesday night for you, wasn't it? (laughs) I I didn't set off for it to be that way. It was my final t-ball practice of the season. That was supposed to be the main event, which, by the way, Quickly, if you have kids out there, has the time zone difference, or not the time zone, the the daylight savings change done something outlandish to your household? These kids last night were going nuts. They're four and five-year-olds playing t-ball. We couldn't get get control. I stopped practice. I just had them running the bases as fast as they could and doing sprints to try to tire them out. They were all over the place. Everyone kept saying, well, it's the clock's going ahead. Is that true? What? It's the clocks going. Why? I, I'm telling you, I don't know if it was the fact that their sleep patterns are off or if they, because we were practicing, it was the only practice we had this season in the dark. I have no idea what it was. These kids were going bonkers last night. Couldn't couldn't get them under control. Just uh, basically I, ran them the whole night. I, I looked at the parents. I'm like, this is a favor from me to you. We're just going to run them into the ground so they go home and go to bed. Yeah. And, that's, and that's run a- them into the ground we did. And that's a heck of a job by you, being very considerate. I can't speak for the kids. I myself have been a little cranky since the, you know, turning back the clocks. I did get a little extra perhaps hours that's of sleep. A little, perhaps that's just a little acid reflux. That also could be it. Um, <laughs> Joseph, uh, not only eventful because of the Sharks losing last night, once again, magnificent segue here. Uh, also an eventful night because we got the second college football playoff rankings and not a whole lot of change you got ohio state georgia michigan florida state in the top four you got washington fifth oregon sixth texas seventh alabama eighth Ole miss and penn state round out the top 10 greg mcelroy though espn college football analyst a little bit annoyed with the fact that there's some inconsistency with how the committee is setting the rankings. Why is the committee, and this committee is irritating me, I'm going to be honest with you, 
I don't you understand. You seem irritated. Yeah, I can I tell you. But where in week two, though? I know, but, but why are we using resume to define Ohio State as number one? We're using eye test to define Georgia and Michigan as two and three. We're using resume plus eye test to find, Ohio, to find Florida State at four. And then we like, we like Washington, but, you know, they it's got holes. It's bothering you that there's no five. consistency. Yeah, listen, I get that. It should be straight down uh, among the group. And Greg's point had to do with Texas uh, being sixth because – if you're looking at all seventh. the one-loss uh, – seventh, excuse me. Uh, because if you're looking at all the one-loss teams right now, Texas has got the best resume uh, among them. And I understand completely where he's coming from. I, Joe, I get the idea behind the rankings to begin with as we go throughout the course of the season. I don't love that we do it this early because of this very reason. Like, not just can everything drastically change as we get toward the last, you know, we get toward Thanksgiving, but also you really get more of a muddled picture as to how they are grading each team throughout. I absolutely get Greg's point of view on this. I, I'm a huge McElroy guy. I know yeah. I bust his chops on Daily Wager quite a bit, but I love McElroy. Respect the hell out of him. And by the way, Daily Wager, we're rebranding. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN2, 6 p.m. Eastern. New colors. New colors, new name. ESPN Bet Live. Let's go. Little promo there. But back to the issue at hand. He's right. He's right. If there's one thing I think most people would agree on that they want in life is just some sort of consistency, right? People want to be treated fairly. People all want to have the same level of opportunity. People want consistency. You go to the grocery store, you want what you need to be consistently available, consistently fresh or priced reasonably, whatever it may be. We just want consistency in our lives because then it takes a lot of the decision-making out of the process. We can do a little bit more on autopilot. We can make our lives a little bit easier. He raises an interesting point though. He raises a very interesting point. Ohio State is number one because of their resume. That is completely understandable. They went on the road and beat Notre Dame. They've got some other big ones in there as well, including Penn State. Great. If that's the best resume, let's put them number one. But then you can't put Michigan three ahead of Florida State and Washington because Michigan's resume is garbage. They yep. haven't played anybody yet. They'll have an opportunity between now and the end of the season with Penn State this week and Ohio State in two weeks to completely rewrite all of that. But to this point in time, Ohio State being one over Georgia because of resume and Michigan being three over Washington by two spots because of something other than resume, that's not going to sit well with people because it's not consistent. And the problem with being inconsistent is that it opens up the door to all of these conspiracy theories and suspicions as to what's really going on. Well, you know, Michigan would bring more TV ratings. Or, well, you know, we just don't like the fact that Washington's so remote. People don't watch their games. They're not going to make us as much money. True or not, those conversations are had because of the, these inconsistencies. Because people can't get behind it when they can't see what the formula truly is. Well, a couple of things there. Number one, people in the Seattle market do watch Washington. It's why Washington is now in the Big Ten. That's, that's one of the biggest reasons why that is a market that is covered. And all you need to know is Washington and Oregon got the call to go to the Big Ten, but you could actually argue that two teams that fit the profile better to go to the Big Ten outside of TV were Stanford and Cal, 
and they're not in. Why? Because they don't carry a big TV market. Nobody in San Francisco cares about those two schools. So that if you're going to argue that part of it, you're not right. Secondly, when it comes to the idea that um, you're going to do this as inconsistently as they are so far, I get caught up in too much information sometimes. Ah, right? paralysis by analysis. That that it it. I think when you lay it all out there so early, it leaves you open too many times to too many questions here in two weeks. Well, wait a minute. You did this here. Why are you doing that there? Why are you moving this team up here when they don't just necessarily deserve it? Um, I very much want to be someone that if we're going to do this, we are consistent down the middle of, as of right now, with the what this team has done so far, this is where they are. And I can't sell that with Michigan, right? I can't. They got Penn State this week. They beat Penn State. I can sell them being third. They've beaten everybody in front of them, but you're right. They haven't beaten enough quality teams or really, you know, teams that are going to be in the mix there to, to justify that. Whereas you look at Ohio State, and they've already beaten Penn State. That's why they are where they are. So I'm with Greg. Nothing, nothing, Joe, drives me more nuts in sports, whether it's on the field or off, than inconsistency, than, than how situations are dealt with inconsistently, how teams play inconsistently. This, to me, opens this up for an even bigger questions in a few weeks. I got, I got good news for you, though. Mm. You want the good news? Please. It, there's not going to be bigger questions in a few weeks. This will all resolve itself. And when we get the final four and we see it play out, we will be rewarded by good decision-making well, on behalf so of the committee. This is the point, though. Because like, they've always been good. Right, but it, it, why are we? Why the need to do this in week eight? Start oh. doing it week eight as opposed to week 12. Television week and 11. fun. I, 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 I find this fun. I like this. I genuinely like the fact that at a certain point in the season, starting you know a little over a week ago, the committee gets together and they give us their rankings. I like talking about it. I like consuming it. I am a huge college football fan. It's my number one sport above all else. So when this comes out, I don't take it personally, though. I think there are people that take it a little personally, and that's mm -hmm. where they get caught up because it's like, how dare you? How dare you have the audacity to put Florida State number four? Just calm down. If you handle your business, you're going to be where you need to be. If you want to win a national championship, you don't need the committee to help you out. Just win all your games. You'll be fine. You're Florida State. Winning all your games isn't going to keep you out of the playoff. And then once you win when you're there, you're going to win the championship. So it's fine. Let people from Boise State and Fresno State and Air Force fans, even though they just lost, let them be upset. Because they can put together perfect seasons and get frozen out of the equation. I, I, this will all get taken care of. I go back to the year Bama got in as the four seed. I think it was over TCU, and everyone in Texas was up in arms about this. I can't believe they're going with Alabama. And then Alabama won the whole damn thing. The committee has shown us time and time again, they understand how to put the four best teams, four best, maybe not four most deserving, but four best teams into the playoff. And spare me Cincinnati. That had to happen at some point. They got crushed. We don't have to deal with that ever again. Well, it, it really bothers me when you choose to deal in the rational as opposed to the irrational. <laughs> <laughs> this show is not meant it, to be rational, Fortinball. There's nothing worse for me 
than having my entire argument just completely shot down like you were out skeet shooting than doing it in a very rational way. I'm just trying to make you feel better. I know you're upset about it, so I know when we get to it, you're going to get four great teams. You're going to get a great playoff. Last year's playoff games were insane. Ohio State, Georgia, the same day as TCU, Michigan, that was almost too much for me. That was too much to put on television in an eight-hour span. And literally, that was actually like a 10-hour span. Those two games went forever. Do you remember how long that Michigan game was? Oh, my God. And I was okay with it. That was about a five-hour game. It really was. It's great. Joseph, it's Carlin versus Joe, in case you didn't know. That's your show on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Did one NFL player just tell us everything we need to know about why a certain coach should be fired? Again, it's a great tease when I have no idea what we're doing next. And I don't. It's next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Race and tackle. He's oh, in the 35 30. He's late race 20. He's Rookies gone. to the 10. Touchdown, Ravens. They're the best team in AFC, and it's not even close. Not only can they run the football, but Lamar Jackson is throwing the football extremely well. Those young receivers are starting to come along, but defensively, they're getting back to playing 2,000 Ravens football. We see them against the Seattle Seahawks. They had a dominating performance against the Detroit Lions. They had a dominating performance, and they also have already beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. To me, they're the best team in the AFC right now. Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, the thing that really catches my eye about what the Ravens are doing is the fact that they seem to be hitting their stride all at the right time. And as we heard Shannon say in that clip, this defense is really starting to elevate. And remember, this all kind of started last year 
when they went and made the deal to get Roquan Smith. They check a lot of boxes. They check a lot of boxes. They're very well coached under John Harbaugh. They're very consistent. They have a solid culture. They have a great leadership group in place. Defensively, they might just be the best unit in the NFL. Offensively, they've got a top five line. They've got weapons for Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, wide receivers. Zay Flowers is coming along nicely. They can run the ball. They upgraded offensive coordinators by moving on from Greg Roman to uh, Todd Monken. Mm-hmm. I think of Todd Bowles. I was like, Todd Bowles. He's not oh, the boy. offensive coordinator of the Ravens. Yeah. What's going on here, Ford and Ball? Okay, so back on track. They, there, there's a lot to like. But I'm only a bit hesitant because I've seen this from Baltimore before. I've seen them dominate regular seasons. I've seen them blow people out. I know they're very, very good. I know they're one of the better teams in the NFL. Something happens to them in the playoffs, though. Their style of play has caught up with them in the playoffs Every single year when they make it, somehow they just can't string them together. It's almost like that dud performance we saw against the Steelers and the dud performance against the Colts. It's almost like one of those will just find its way to creep in. Maybe this year is different. Not going to shock me if it's, if, if it is because they are fantastic, but I still hold some reservation as to whether or not they can string it together week in and week out. Well, one guy who is absolutely thrilled to be there is Smith. How about this quote? that he had to Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer. Man, it's pretty crazy thinking back to when I was initially traded. It was bittersweet for me just knowing Chicago, and rightfully so. But if I would have stayed there, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to compete for a title anytime soon. Man, it makes me so happy just knowing my career is not going down the drain in the sense of playing somewhere else. I'm not truly competing for a title. Whoa. That is a smack in the head to the Bears. And yet, I understand where he's coming from. Because when you go from the culture of the Bears of the last few years, and you step into the culture of the Ravens, which has always been very, very strong, it's got to be eye-opening when you've only known one thing your entire life. Well, look at it like this. It's the old sandwich spot for the Chicago Bears there. Roquan Smith went to Alabama. He's used to winning a lot of football. He's used to winning a ton. He comes from Alabama. He goes to the Bears. It's a joke, predictably. Then he goes to the Ravens, and he's right back to winning. The only thing in there that doesn't fall in line with everything else is his time in Chicago. The guy's been a winner everywhere except Chicago, so that's going to be highlighted on that resume for him as something that stands out as the outlier. Like, when, what when the hell was going on here? I go from Saban to yeah. John Harbaugh, and in between, I get whatever's going on in Chicago. It well, speaks it was to the power of culture. It was Georgia and Kirby Smart, but it's the oh, same thing. Oh, Georgia, that's right. I'm thinking, oh. It's the same on. thing. They're both dominant programs in the SEC with point unbelievable still stands, culture. but it's sloppy. It's a sloppy point. It still stands, but it's sloppy. Maybe we'll start calling you that, Mr. Sloppy. Sloppy Joe. <laughs> He's just better. sitting out there for you. Let's get lunch. Yeah, Let's everyone's going to get hungry with that comment. I'm getting hungry, too. All that's right, where the well, slip-up came. That's, that's enough of this show today. Just shut the show down. We're done. You're, you'll be uh, eating at the Las Vegas airport soon anyway. So listen. No, no, th- no. Your boy won't be doing any of that. But th- no? when it comes to flights, I manage. Okay, I'm going to let you in on a secret about Joe Fortenball. Okay. Joe Fortenball has not used an airplane bathroom in well over 20 years. Hundreds of flights. I will not get. A, I will not go into an airplane bathroom. Not it's, even to nothing. I'm not n- going in. Nothing. Everything so, about it is is wrong. Everything even, about it. The spacing. The movement the germanology of it all i don't yeah. want anything to do with it so your boy regulates himself 
quite rigorously on flight day. Wow. Okay. That's a lot to take in and unpack. Yeah. Not at all. Listen, certain things are just not done, but I would I I can't believe that. Not even can't believe what? anything. Huh? No, 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 no. I regulate what I'm having. I'm not yes. saying I don't consume anything. I can't be eating sloppy Joes right no, before getting on a plane. Not. Of course not. That's not what I'm saying. But listen, it wouldn't be above you to just, or it wouldn't be below you to grab a can of Pringles. How about that? That's all I'm saying. Nothing. I mean, not maybe. even a snack. Nothing. No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not risking it. I don't want to have to, I, people like you go in there. I don't want to follow that. I you understand am never, what I'm saying? but I understand that, but I am never that guy either. I, oh, so you I regulate do, a little bit. I, I no, I do have some couth. Okay. <laughs> I, there is some etiquette to be followed. And Christopher Couth Carlin. <laughs> plus, plus, exactly. It's actually my middle name, Christopher Couth Carlin. Uh, and as I have described many times, me in an airplane bathroom to begin with is that scene from Tommy Boy. Yeah. Where he's oh, trying yeah. to get changed in there. That's absolutely what it is. I mean, do you ever open the door to that thing and then, like, look at the flight attendant and just shake your head and say, I mean, come on. What am I supposed to do here? Yeah. It hasn't happened in a while. But, yes, I have been there. and I, But it's more of a sense of uh, sympathy for them in yeah. having to be stationed in the vicinity for mo- the majority of the flight. Yeah, like they see you walking up and they're thinking, that's the end for me. I'm no, going to no, deal no. with the residual effects of this visit. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I have class. I have class. And there are just certain things that are not done. First that's rule of I'm class, tell people you have class. Yes. If you tell people you have class, you must have class. <laughs> Listen, I know where I have class. That's just that's just me. I, I I will be considerate of other people. Joe, I I know what I am. Okay. Okay. When I get that look of somebody coming down the aisle, and they're looking up at the numbers, and they realize, oh crap, I'm in twelve E, <laughs> and this guy's in twelve D, and and I it's not. I'm going to go out of my way for them. I know what I am, and I understand the assignment that person has just drawn unwillingly. And I will say, listen, I am going to make this as, as, as just manageable for you as I can. Okay? You're going to try not to spill. There have been times where I have given up the aisle seat to try to make a person more comfortable knowing what they are sitting next to. That's very nice of you. That's, yes. You know what? Now that's couth. That's that's class. Yeah. See? Maybe There's one thing this show yeah. is. We're classy and we're couthy. That's how we do it. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. (laughs) 
My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Had it come? FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. We'll know sooner than later because Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel is on the college football playoff selection committee and he did not go. I don't understand trying to suspend Jim Harbaugh right now if we don't know that the entire investigation has been completed. You're taking away an opportunity to play in the postseason for 18 to 23 year old guys who have an eligibility clock that started. They might only get one more shot yeah. to make a run at a national championship. I would find Jim Harbaugh to death, but I would not punish the players. I would not punish the team. We expect something as soon as tomorrow. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? We'll purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they'll install them for free. See better, drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by today or learn more at O'ReillyAuto.com. We look forward to it each and every week. He is Paul Feinbaum of the Paul Feinbaum Show, who joins us right now. Paul, as we continue to monitor uh, Jim Harbaugh and Signal Gate, or whatever you want to call it, or Stupidity Gate, however, um, Paul, what do you think the punishment here is going to be, and will there be punishment by tomorrow of Jim Harbaugh? I I do believe there will be punishment. I I think it will be brief because... I think more than anything, the Big Ten wants to send a message, but it also doesn't want to completely disembowel or disrupt the football season. So uh, I I think they they can have it both ways by suspending him for two games. And I think it would have have more bite, I'm I'm thinking from their standpoint, not mine, uh, to get him out of the Penn State game, even though he's he's already put in the game plan and, and prepared his team. That way it's not some off-brand game uh i mean the the maryland games after that and obviously the ohio state game so i I mean i would suspend him indefinitely but nobody's really asking me i don't think when the ncaa gets involved and all said and done here how do you think not not what should happen or what will happen what do you think happens in terms of who should be punished michigan harbaugh the players oftentimes we see these sanctions come down and it's everyone but the guilty party as the guilty party flees town well, the NCAA really doesn't uh, hit anyone anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I won't waste a lot of time on the Kansas case from a couple of years ago. That case was adjudicated in federal court in New York. There were wire, there were FBI wiretaps, and, and in the end, I think they gave Bill Self a lifetime contract. So it had no meaning whatsoever. He won <laughs> highest paid in college basketball in now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I mean, you you want the NCAA getting involved. You don't want anyone else who might actually do something. And I, I think the commissioner. Uh, you know, you could say he's been railroaded, but I, I don't think that's really the case. I mean, I think what you have here, it, it, you, you do have an angry mob of coaches who are saying, hey, hey, this is absurd. Uh, this, is a, this is a head football coach who three years ago was on the verge of getting fired, uh, and now he's cheating, uh, and suddenly he's got the, one of the top programs in the country. It's, it's really not hard to figure out something changed. I, don't, I mean, Jim Harbaugh couldn't coach worth a lick. Uh, until 2021. All right, Paul, let me follow up on that. Sorry to jump in there, Carlin. There was something we were discussing earlier about that. 
when you when you break that down because we heard what you had said about that yesterday we were kicking around the idea that they were coming off that covid year where he was on the hot seat they do really well and then they get the georgia game in the semifinal where they get absolutely rocked it's almost as if the second they turned a corner and they found their way through the big 10 they ended up leveling up against the sec and then they saw just how far away they truly are so when you're looking at the timeline for when something like this could have started do you think that excuse me do you think that could have been the motivation behind something like this given when they saw against georgia how they measured up I mean, it's entirely possible. Uh, it's somewhere in the in this time frame, and I think we'll know in the end because ultimately, I, I think this guy Connor Stallion. Uh, <laughs> I I wouldn't trust this guy. Uh, I fully expect him to cut a deal somewhere, whether it's for, whether it's a book, whether it's with someone else. So I think we are eventually going to get the real story. And if if what you laid out is true, and it very well may be, the irony of that is so is so rich because it was Jim Harbaugh about eight or nine years ago, uh, accusing Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, uh, one, at, one at Georgia, one at Alabama, of cheating to, to try to keep up with everyone else. So I hope that's right, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Feinbaum to the Paul Feinbaum Show with us. All right, we had the story yesterday that came from Michigan. Adam Rittenberg, Tom Van Haren reported that the Big Ten got documents from Michigan that UM says show Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue communicating about Michigan signals in 2022. Do you think that if that happened, that is on the same level as what Michigan was doing with Connor Stallions? I don't. Uh, and I know a lot of Michigan fans right now are, are jumping up and down and saying, how come people won't talk about that? I don't think it, it matters in relation to the, the main story here. It's collateral damage. And, and, and by the way, uh, if it's true, uh, okay. The, 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 let's let's not forget why Jim Harbaugh is being investigated. It's not because he told somebody about his signals. It's not because he stole signals during a game. Uh, he's, he, he is alleged to have sent someone out in advance, which no one else has been accused of. Um, and, and, yeah, the real problem here is the Big Ten is, has run amok. Uh, there's an old coda among college coaches and commissioners and, and conferences that we don't rat each other out. Uh, the SEC went through this uh, when, when Lane Kiffin in 2009 accused Urban Meyer of cheating, out loud, by the way. Uh, the commissioner got everybody in a room and said, we're not going to have any more of this. The, uh, the problem in the Big Ten is you have, you've had a void with, of leadership. You had Jim Bellaney, who was there for about 30 years, who ran the place. Nobody there spoke back. And then Kevin Warren came, and he made an absolute mess out of it. Now, remember, Kevin Warren was a guy that originally canceled the season during COVID, then came back. He he didn't he, he did bring USC and UCLA into the mix, and he negotiated some really good television deals. But he he displayed very little leadership, and I think that's why the guy now in charge, Tony Petiti, who's had an experience in television, Major League Baseball, some reputable organizations, is trying to restore at least a modicum of order. One thing we were talking about, Paul, is the idea of Michigan in the playoff versus not in the playoff, how the committee's going to weigh this, everyone's thoughts in in regards to the whole manner. I'm of the belief a great villain makes for great TV, and ultimately this is a TV product. I would love, no matter what, to see Michigan in this playoff this year because you're going to have all their defenders stepping up, watching, celebrating, hoping that they can stick it to everyone who's coming after them, and then there's going to be the rest of the world rooting for their demise. Like, Do you kind of see that as well? Would you like to see them in the playoff? 
Now you're now you're going to that ESPN conspiracy here, which so many people are <laughs> propagating. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I would love to see that. Um, and and the, the one thing I would be a little concerned about though is if somehow Jim Harbaugh wins. Can you imagine how big yeah. a story that will be? Because there's not there's not anybody outside the state of Michigan that will look at that as a legitimate victory. So yeah, I mean it, it's great theater. Uh, and what makes it even greater theater, guys, off the record, is that the University of Michigan has the worst fan base in America. I mean, they are a <laughs> sniveling, a sniveling group of thin-skinned fans who think they're better than everybody else. They've won one national, cha- one and a half, excuse me, correct, one and a half national championships in about the last 70 years, but they literally believe that their university is better than Harvard and their football program is better than Alabama and Georgia uh, and USC and Notre Dame combined. I love it how that started with off the record. <laughs> America. Oh, yeah, that was off the record, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> America must protect Paul Feinbaum at all costs. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you. Oh, sir, I got. I got to say, if we're power ranking some of the the weekly hits we have uh, there, around here, there's no ranking. I love Paul. There is oh. no ranking. I'm sorry to everybody else. Hawk, you got work to do to catch up, bud. Sorry, Darlington. Let's start it. Put it together. I know you try to be cute. Come on, let's I go. Mean, I almost fell catch up for it. This. I almost fell for it because he starts with an off the record, guys, and I was like, oh shoot, I don't. Does, does Fine Mom forget that he's on radio with us and we're not just kind of like having a conversation? And then he says the worst fans, and I was like, oh, that is just. I am absolutely stealing that line for down the road. You know what it deserves? The good hands moment of the week. <laughs> It is brought to you by Allstate with insurance from Allstate. You'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. So should it be Michigan? Should it be Harbaugh? If this all goes down, should they be punished? Or is it much ado about nothing? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you right now on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We are nearing a decision and getting closer to a huge matchup in the NBA. It's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, three more NBA picks for you. Buckle up. Two of them involve Drew Holiday of the Boston Celtics, who takes on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. We're going to go over four and a half rebounds. That's at a price of minus 160. He's averaging 7.7 rebounds per game this season. I think the prop should be up around five and a half. We'll play over four and a half rebounds, minus 160. We're also going to go under on his assist total. Drew Holiday under six and a half assists. That's minus 170. He's averaging 5.3 per game. He's only gone over this in two of six games this year. Derek White getting healthy, which means him potentially losing some minutes and some facilitator role. So Drew Holiday over four and a half rebounds, minus 160. Drew Holiday under six and a half assists, minus 170. And then finally, we're going to take a swing for the fences here. James Harden with the Clippers is back in Brooklyn to take on the Nets, an opportunity at a revenge spot. A Harden triple-double is 45-1. to Half unit, James Harden, triple-double, 45-1. to Uh, Throwing one dart at the dartboard in the dark, aren't we? Why not? Yes, sir. Why not? Here and there, we'll take some swings. 
It's Carla versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We're proud to recognize that it's Veterans Week here at ESPN as we honor all military personnel who are actively serving, veterans who have served, and those who made the ultimate sacrifice. We want to make sure that military personnel and military spouses everywhere are aware of ESPN's continued support of Disabled American Veterans Career Fairs, which connect veterans and spouses with employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. To learn more, visit DAV.org. That's DAV.org. I think we will know sooner than later because Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel is on the college football playoff selection committee and he did not go. I don't understand trying to suspend Jim Harbaugh right now if we don't know that the entire investigation has been completed. You're taking away an opportunity to play in the postseason for 18 23 year old guys who have an eligibility clock that started. They might only get one more shot yeah. to make a run at a national championship. I would find Jim Harbaugh to death, but I would not punish the players. I would not punish the team. Plenty want to weigh in on Harbaugh, on Michigan, on what should happen. We hear from you now on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. Here on Carlin versus Joe, Josh in Kentucky starts us off right here. Josh, what do you got, bud? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. I love the show. Um, <clears throat> I just think it's a scenario of, you know, they they hate you because they ain't you. Um, you know, being a Calipari uh, supporter myself, uh, I've heard all the terrible things said about him, but nobody cared about Michigan when Ohio State was stomping them by 30, 40 points. You know, when they weren't doing anything. And you can't tell me that, you know, we've seen in the Major League Baseball, we've heard about things in the NFL, the you know, Patriots and Spygate and all these things that people aren't stealing signs. They're not trying to gain the advantage. It's just, you know, we always point the finger at somebody who gets caught. Um, and their fault for getting caught, yeah, I, I get that. But. You know, we can't say that, you know, most everybody out there is probably not trying to gain some kind of competitive advantage. Well, but that's not um, the point. See, that's not the point. And to your point in baseball, people get punished when it's over the top and brazen, like banging trash cans, as Joe has said, that this is. And that's why everybody's annoyed about this, because it's so over the top and in your face. Yeah. And at the same time. How many guys are getting thrown out for having foreign substances on their hands, gloves, hats, jerseys, chests now, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've seen a bunch of that the last couple seasons. Didn't Max Scherzer just have that not too long ago? Uh, I don't know if it was Scherzer got hit with that, but we've seen it a few times. I felt like it was certain. a really big name towards the end of the season that Scherzer. got run okay. out at the beginning. I don't know if I don't want to. I don't want to dog Scherzer if it wasn't him. I want to be very clear. It just feels like it was a big name like his. It was. It was was? him. Yeah. Okay, Scherzer. Well, then, yeah, you got to face the wrath here on Carlin versus Joe. Justin, Indianapolis, next ESPN Radio. Justin, what do you got, dude? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Totally objective here. I'm not a Michigan fan or a Michigan hater. Although I was on the Ball State team that almost beat them in 2006. Shout out to the Cardinals. Um, nice. I just don't think you should. <laughs> I don't hashtag think you should Brady Hoke. <laughs> hashtag Brady Hoke. You bet you, buddy. <laughs> hey, um, I just don't think you should punish the kids, even if they're found to be guilty. Like, I don't know if there's just a huge monetary something that gets thrown out, but, you know, to, to withhold them from a, you know, championship uh, possibility to punish the kids just doesn't seem right. I mean, yeah, they may have had a little advantage, but. There's got to be something that can be done besides that if they are found guilty, you know? Listen, I have a problem if you are going to punish the kids in that regard. I I have a problem with that. Because, listen, as much as you want to get on them and this is how they're winning and all that, the kids themselves still have to go out and do it. 
This is the, the kids. The, the kids aren't the ones stealing the signs. The kids aren't the ones coming up with the plan to steal the signs. The kids are showing up, picking Michigan because they put their faith in the program. They're being recruited by several different schools in most of these, if not all these instances, they choose Michigan, they choose Jim Harbaugh, they go there, they put their faith in them. And I know people say, well, they get the free education and they get NIL money. Yeah, they do. It's it's a common exchanging of goods and services. That's called commerce, okay? That's what's happening here. They choose Michigan, they're going to provide a service, you're going to provide compensation. Fantastic. Nowhere along the way are they agreeing to get caught up and punished in some scandal that's run by the head coach. They're assuming the head coach is good enough to get the job done, or they're picking him for another reason. If this is something that's happening and it stays under wraps, then so be it. But now that it's out in the light, the last people I want punished are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who had nothing to do with it. If it's on Harbaugh, he gets the, he's the fall guy. That's, it's just plain and simple. Unfortunately, it rarely works like that. Pete Carroll Bolton for Seattle, leaving USC in the lurch. We've seen it happen time and time again with these sanctions. All right, let's hit Kevin in Ohio. Kevin, you got 20 seconds. What's up, bud? Kevin. Kevin. Yes, hi. Hi, what's uh, your point? You I got 20 want, seconds, go. I just want to say that I think... They should be held accountable. I mean, look at the Houston Astros when they got busted for sign stealing. Uh, there should be some type of punishment, whether they take away the win totals, whatever. But there has to be something, and they should go on the coaches for that. Listen, to me, this is all about Harbaugh. Because ultimately, college football programs are not democracies. They are monarchies and, in many cases, dictatorships. And nothing happens without a coach at least having peripheral knowledge of it happening and giving the peripheral okay for it to happen. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. That's very well said. And it's it's the buck stops here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I still want to see him in the playoff, though. I think it makes for great TV. No, listen, I completely understand that. And <laughs> from a drama standpoint, there's no doubt it would add an awful lot to it. And I think you will see them in the playoff when all is said and done. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.